Words are a powerful arsenal and the tongue is just one of its methods of delivery. Someone told me that once when I was in tears trying to explain to them how much I feared people saying bad things about me. I was at the time a university student who was struggling with some stuff. After that period of my life, I became a person who saw people for what they truly are, just human beings, all flawed and all having secrets they don't wish to be aired. My father once told me, we are like the woman brought before Jesus to be stoned when our sin is known. But when it's not, we are like the accusers. Hi guys, it's season three, it's episode 10, and this one is entitled, It's Been Said. I'm an emotional spewer, so as a method of control, I have been writing down my thoughts for years which is why I have so many old notes initially it was just for me to use words to validate my feelings later when I was upset with or by someone it was so I wouldn't just lash out at them without even thinking through my thoughts But these days, I open my notes app on my phone and I write an epistle and keep it for a few days. I calm down, I pray about it, I meditate, and then I reread it to evaluate my state of mind, then versus present. And if the words could be said in any other way and then I have that conversation with a face-to-face via phone call or through text messages however it's done I've given myself due diligence and due process and that came with experience you see the words we say cannot be unsaid and in an emotional state or in emotional states we tend to say unkind words piercing words detrimental words and the good book states that we should listen more and say less and for years as a child i thought this only applied to the children adult dynamic but There's an arrogance that comes with ego that is built through years of unaddressed bad behavior. Author unknown, be careful with your words. Once they are said, they can only be forgiven, not forgotten. Doubling down on another utterance we should be mindful of, promises and commitment. Promises and commitment are many times words, (laughs) just words that are said. 
and not taken as seriously as they should be. You know, in the moment, the ones uttering or saying may even believe those words to be true. Many times we end up breaking those promises, those commitments, etc. Because we can. From a simple, I can't make it, I'm tired, to shirking of responsibilities that we vowed to uphold. There's this um, story in the Bible where Peter was willing to promise Jesus his undying loyalty and support while Jesus was approaching his final days on earth. And Jesus told him, him Peter would deny Jesus three times before the cock crowed. Peter didn't see himself doing that. Peter knowing himself and knowing how much Jesus meant to him and what kind of relationship they had did not see himself denying Jesus. He was the one who would defend Jesus, right? He could not believe that would happen. If Jesus was anyone else, Jesus would not believe Peter would deny him. That's not a trait you saw in the Peter-Jesus relationship. But as a matter of fact, history does say that Peter did deny any association with Jesus all of three times before he heard the rooster crowing. You see, words are free. It's how we use them that may cost us. And that's from cushion wisdom. Now, this is not to deter us from making promises. We're people. There are some of us who need to make promises and there are some of us who need to be promised stuff. What's people if not makers and receivers of promises that may or may not be broken in the near future? But we shouldn't take our words lightly. That's all I'm trying to say. If it's been said, someone believes it. Don't be casual with your voice and your tongue. And yet another utterance that we should be mindful of. What we say about ourselves and others. Life-giving words are spoken by us. So are toe-curling, cringe-worthy words. Death, people. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18 verse 21. We should be careful not only what we promise others, but also what we utter over our own lives and into the lives of others. I am big on names. Names is a huge subject matter of mine. And the babies I've named have only good reviews. I give good names. It's a fact. I believe that everything you speak into a person's life 
can take root. So their name is a big deal because it's the brand you give them. It's what they are labeled as first in life. And when you call traits and characteristics down on yourself or on others, it's really sad when these are things you're not happy about, when these are negative things, negative traits, the dark side, now being intentional and speaking things that aren't as yet as if they were, is a practice I've had to adopt into my life of recent times. So I encourage you to wake up every day and smile and give thanks for that victory that you're about to encounter, for that obstacle that you're about to overcome, and for that next level that you're about to walk into. It's full time we stop complaining and start complimenting ourselves. See the good side and boost ourselves up. Accentuate those good qualities and they will propagate. The garden that's tended to flourishes. So even if no one tells you how amazing, brilliant, strong, beautiful, handsome, loving, kind, irresistible, supportive, loyal, reliable, desirable you are, stop by a mirror or pull out your phone and take a selfie and speak uplifting words into your own world because you are greater and better than your flaws. And let it not be said that your qualities, your good qualities were never spoken of. Say them first so that when someone else notices them and decides to compliment you, you won't faint, you won't pass out from it being the very first time ever hearing of yourself being described in such light. Rumi said, raise your words, not your voice. It is rain that grows flowers, not thunder. And until next time, take care.